Welcome to Pete's Property Podcast, brought to you by Buyers Buyers and hosted by Pete Wargent, buyers agent, finance and real estate expert, and all-round property guru, plus published author. Join Pete for 30 minutes as he chats all things property with a new guest each week. Learn practical tips from the movers and shakers in the property industry and well-known personalities sharing their property journeys. G'day, welcome to this week's episode of the Pete Wargen Property Pod. I'm delighted to invite back onto the show this week, Peter Karaglanis from Presenting Homes Australia. Peter, welcome. Thank you for coming back on. Ah, so good to be here, Pete, or Gov, as I tend to call you. All my <laughs> best British friends will get that one. Yes, I think I said last week I was trying to think of a Greek equivalent, and of course I've been found uh, wanting. Yamas is about as far as it goes in terms of my Greek. Well, people just people who are closest to me just call me PK. It's easier than saying Peter Karavanis. <laughs> yes, yeah, I can see that. Uh, yes, and also avoid some confusion with my own uh, Christian name. Um, so, uh, Peter, today, or PK, I should say, last week we talked about some tips and tricks in terms of how you should go about presenting a home for sale and some of the detail that's involved in that. And if you're a vendor looking to maximize your sale price, maximize the appeal to the range of buyers out there, and also just minimize the time on the market. And just to recap, some of the things we talked about that not every vendor really thinks about is getting the street appeal right, making sure you get the interior right, so you've got a competitive advantage against the other vendors, and also just having a strategic plan or a timeline and a schedule for getting a property sold as quickly as possible and at the right price. Now, today, we just want to turn that around because we have obviously have a lot of investor uh, clients and listeners. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the tips for rental properties and for landlords who are looking to buy properties. So if you're um, a buyer, Peter, in the market, as I know you have been, what do you? What sort of things do you look for when you're looking to buy a property? Because uh, we're on the other side of the fence now. Normally, you're presenting homes for sale. But what are some of the things you would specifically look for when buying? And, you know, that, that's a really great question. It depends on where I am in my life. So my wife and I have had uh, five kids. So when you're finding properties to suit a family of uh, our size with vehicles and everything, it's a really different sort of ball game. So I live in the leafy east um, of Melbourne. We always needed uh, homes with lots of bedrooms, um, obviously more than one toilet. Uh, (laughs) We had an in-between home where there was one toilet. That's a very exciting experience, I can assure you. And so it sort of had to suit our lifestyle. Um, If I'm a professional couple, and depending on where we work, I tend to find that properties we do a fair bit of work on tends to be in the inner ring, normally in the east or southeast, sometimes over the uh, the bridge um, in the western part. So, you know, well-appointed um, apartments or townhouses tend to be the go. I'm a huge believer in having somewhere to park a car. Um, and especially as the next revolution comes on with EVs, that's electric vehicles, you know, if you're wanting to invest in properties, you really need to think about um, that um, aspect for future buyers and think about where you have a fast charger because I'm a firm believer that a premium will be paid 
for a property with somewhere to park and a fast charger. So we've got those things. Um, as you get kids, you sort of, you know, if you've got one or two kids, move out a little bit. I find that buyers, and the reason why this has relevance, because if it's true for buyers, it's going to be true for investors. So as you start to move out, you know, you might be 10 or 15 k's out of the CBD. And so you'd be looking for two, maybe three bedroom homes or townhouses with a small garden, somewhere for the kids to go, somewhere for, you know, to park a car and, you know, just for the pets. So they're the key things. Interestingly enough, Pete, the absolute parallels between buyers for the primary uh, property but also um, renters, they want the same things. Well, you covered a, a range of interesting points there, in particular on parking, because that is uh, some, sometimes the budget doesn't quite stretch, especially when people are buying a uh, unit in Sydney. Sometimes the parking space has to go because the budget doesn't stretch or what have you. But um, you obviously favour parking where it's available. I think not least because people can actually use the parking space sometimes for storage cages as well. Um, one of our other guests on the show, um, Steve Sammartino, who's a futurist, he said that um, offices are becoming more like homes led by companies like Google and so on with their sleeping pods. But he also said that homes are becoming more like offices because uh, especially through the pandemic, uh, lots of people wanted that extra bedroom or extra space to have a home office because of the lockdown. Do you have any sort of thoughts or advice or tips for landlords in terms of providing office space? This is an absolute hot button for me, Pete. So I'm just going to cover off a few things. As we know, in 2020, you know, uh, COVID came along. And in the middle of that, when we knew we were going to go into lockdown, so we were living in the eastern suburbs at the time in another home, um, in a space of five days, I converted a garage into an office media centre. So um, it's all plastered, painted, lighting, all new lighting was put in, uh, new flooring. It was all everything electrical was done and it was just a fantastic place for me and then my wife because she was a corporate accountant in the city. We worked in there for like six months and it really stopped us being cramped in the house. So... That experience, when I went through that and then the Zoom phenomenon, I asked myself in the middle of all this, how many people now working at home who have the ability to do it are doing it in less than ideal, um, you know, conditions? So, you know, it's in a bedroom, there's kids stuff everywhere, the kids running around, there's nowhere to spread out. And so what I started planning was a thing called a Zoom room. And so, in fact, that um, episode you did with Steve San Martino, um, he was actually talking about specific areas at the time in Elwood. He was talking about one-bedroom houses or, like, apartments, so they were in the 30s, Mm. and he believed that they were going to increase in value. And when I listened to that episode, I thought the issue with it is there's nowhere to do work. It started me along a track investigating what can we do to overcome it. So, Pete, uh, the biggest problems I see, especially if you're working from home, are this. There's literally nowhere to do it. You haven't got a desk, space, you're sharing it with everyone. Or if you're doing it in your bedroom, you're in your bedroom all day. It looks ugly. So, you know, if you're Zooming, you've got this ugly background. 
and the lighting's terrible, so you get what you call panda eyes. So, you know, when you, you look down your eyes, you get the shadows on your eyes and you get nose shadows. It looks terrible. I get that anyway, regardless of the lighting. I think it's the <laughs> middle-aged, I think. <laughs> I might have a bit older than you. <laughs> um, and so what I started to look at, I've got some media background. I started to look at what can I access. So we, we put a plan together and we um, and this works in homes you own and ones that you can lease out, directional lighting. So they look like uh, downlights but you can actually change the direction of them and you can get different types of lights. And so what it does is you can direct it so it drops onto a desk so you're not working in shadows but the light's not in your eyes. You can set it up in the roof so that the light drops onto your face so you get a very nice soft um, image rather than panda eyes. Um, one of the big issues then is what does the background look like? So if you've got just a plain wall or it just doesn't look good, uh, we can colour the wall or put in 3D panels. Um, and what it does is it breaks it up and looks really appealing. But it didn't overcome the problem with desk space. So I went on a worldwide search and came across a company that have these, like, cupboards you put in. So they look like, for all intents and purposes, just like cupboards that you have on a wall. But in the middle of it, you've got a bed that drops down. Now, it's all made from metal and it's as easy to do. And so there's a bed there, and so you've got lighting all that, and I think you can go to a super king size, uh, sorry, a super queen, so it's quite large. But in under 60 seconds, it folds all the way back up again and looks just like any other really nice cupboard. But on the premium packages, we can actually put on uh, in TVs or really big monitors, and a desk drops down. And so it turns in seconds into a workplace and you're not in your room anymore. So this is very topical, Peter, because I um, I stayed in an Airbnb a few weeks ago in Sydney down at my mum's point, and they did have a fold-away bed in the room. Um, mm. I don't think it was a very good one. There was, they also struggled with uh, things like lighting, connectivity, but the, you can see the idea yeah. is there, you know, having a – fold away bed and uh, you know an office space that can be created if, if a landlord was thinking about doing that on a rental property um do you have an idea what kind of cost might be involved and um what do you see as the potential benefits from uh, from a rental perspective oh that's a really so where i feel that this has maximum value you know that's steve uh de martino episode where he was talking about elwood if you've got people wanting to buy in that area and they're going to spend some coin or rent, you'd be looking under 20 grand to do it and that would be to have the unit put in, the lighting. Um, we put in high-speed internet, so we put in Cat6 cable where we can, of course. What that means, you don't have the drop-offs that you're going to have with Wi-Fi signals. So your computers and that are, you know, can be hardwired in. Um, the lighting just goes into the ceilings, which we do, and we would just paint. Uh, it paints just pigment, so we paint it whatever colour we want. One of the other little things that we can do is that we can actually match walls. So if you've got a, a corporate space and there's a certain type of patterning or something in there, we can actually match the wall um, at your residence to to uh, mimic the one at work so no one knows where you are. You can be anywhere and it all looks exactly the same. So if you're a landlord and you want it to do this, you know, for well under 20 grand, um, we could get one. There's a much smaller one, which is a single bed, 
and that can be under 10 grams. And what it literally does is it changes how the space is used. So imagine if you're wanting to lease a place out and you want to attract a certain type of um, tenant, typically professional, someone who's got a little bit more money, well, they would pay a premium for that because that ticks all the boxes for them and their place is far more useful. It's just a sensational addition to any property. Do you want to save on buyer's agent fees? You could save thousands with Buyer's Buyers. As Australia's most extensive network of buyer's agents, we can lock in highly competitive prices. Plus, our national network of buyer's agents are some of the best in the business. So get the buyer's buyer's advantage and talk to us today. Call 1-800-975-051 or visit buyersbuyers.com.au. So somebody like myself who invests in um, properties like flats in London, units or apartments in in Sydney that are, are close to the city, and these days, of course, with their uh, seven figure price tags, it sounds to me like a twenty k investment in converting a bedroom into a um, a high performance office space. It's, it seems like an absolute no brainer, particularly if you can also throw in a, a fold-away bed and you've got good lighting, strong internet connection. I think um, often it seems to me that uh, landlords overlook this sort of thing when they're buying a rental property. They're not really thinking too much about what the tenants are going to think. But um, I think when we caught up for coffee in Melbourne the other day, I mentioned um, we uh, picked up a, a property in uh, the London commuter belt about 13 or 14 years ago in the credit crunch uh, when properties became quite cheap in England. And we've had the same tenants in that uh, property for coming up to 14 years. I guess they'd come over from Eastern Europe and they're sending their hard-earned pounds back to uh, Eastern Europe where they go a lot further. And that's been a fa- fabulous win-win for us and for them. You know, they're getting getting on and getting ahead. We've had no uh, tenant turnover uh, so to me, when the property manager says, well, you know, we can squeeze out another few bucks a week in terms of or pounds, I should say, in terms of rental income, it, you know, it's not a, con- a consideration for us. And in fact, if they want any repairs or decoration done, it would always be a, a you know, go right ahead in terms of, you know, new carpets or painting. So do, do you ever put any thought into the potential cost of having a tenant move and also the cost of moving from a tenant's perspective. This is a really hot button for me. Oh, basically, tenants are at the at the bottom of the um, residential totem pole. You know, we noted in Victoria, uh, Queensland, New South Wales, there'd been fairly substantial changes in the tenancy laws that for a lot of investors feel that favour the tenants more than the, um, the investor. A lot of that came about because the frequency that tenants had to move. So I'll I'll use myself as an example. Years and years ago when the kids were much smaller and at that time we were renting a couple of suburbs, we moved four times in five years, not because we weren't paying. We were fantastic tenants. Um, We treated the property really well because three of the landlords took the opportunity to sell and one of them uh, came back to Melbourne. So they were working in. Canberra at the time, 
and move their family back. So from our perspective, each move cost us between 10 and 15 grand. So it grew each time because our family was getting bigger. Mm. And so if you're continually moving, not only do you have to keep coming up with the money to, to move, so if you're going to use a removal truck, and even packing yourself and moving yourself is expensive, and then you've got, uh, got to come up with a bond and the rent. And so the key thing then is that the tenant never ever gets, it's much harder to get off the rental roundabout because I can't save their money for a deposit because this thing keeps happening. So going through those experiences, if tenants are having to keep spending that amount of money each time, what they are looking for is security. And so when someone buys a home for themselves, what they want, they want to imagine a wonderful future, the very things we shared um, in the previous episode. When someone is looking at a rental property, they still have the same dreams. Can I invite people here? Will I be proud of this place? Will I be happy to stay here a long time? And so the, uh, the advantage for thoughtful landlords is this, is making sure it's painted, it's clean, it's looked after. And what they'll get, and, and there's always exceptions uh, to the rules, what you'll get is a tenant who wants to stay because it's their home. So you have to understand this. The house is the tenant's home, but it's a landlord's property. And so you've just got to understand what that dynamic is. And so I know some really good investors, and so I've had time with them explain the key things to look for. And so they paint with certain colours. The very things we talked about before, having plugs in the walls with USB ports, all of that. And the advantage then of a really well-presented property is on the market, just when people go to auction and they spend more to buy a home everyone wants, if you've got a really well-presented property, you will have competition for it. You know what? People will volunteer to pay more just to get it. You're not begging people to come to the place. They want to be there. Mm. And one of the things I believe would be really important is for property management companies to start looking at longer leases. It's year to year. It's hopeless. So if you're in a position where you had a really well-presented property, you had a great tenant, why wouldn't you go for a long-term tenancy agreement with annual, you know, agree-to annual increases? Um, And everyone's a winner. And then on top of that, Pete, is this, with a really well-presented property, it values up more. So the property increases in value. You've got increased rental returns because it's a a great property. So if you're a serious investor, do you stop at one property, Pete, or do you contemplate more? Well, yeah, that's right. Well, most I think most people are looking to create financial independence through property or uh, have property as part of their pension, for example, I guess most people are looking to buy a portfolio of properties or build build that over time. Just looking at it back from a buyer's perspective again, Peter, are there, what other sorts of things should a landlord think about or look for when buying a property? Do you think about things like the target renters? Do you think about things like demographics or school zones and things like that? Or any, any other tips for landlords when they're buying a rental? So one of the key things, Pete, is this. So in the inner ring tend to get professionals 
who want somewhere really nice, maybe to park a car close to work and just enjoy that inner urban living. If those same people end up having children, one or two children, then they contemplate moving out a little bit. So still um, towards town, um, they'll be looking for a townhouse with a small plot of land so their kids can go around that's safe, um, somewhere where they can have a pet. As that family grows, start to look out to the suburbs. So um, in the southeast or the leafy east where I am, we've got lots of private schools in the area, uh, lots of medical facilities, um, obviously shopping centres, good-sized blocks of land. So a lot of the blocks of land, you know, sort of smallest one would be just under, you know, just under 450 square metres right up to uh, eight or 900. And in those areas you'll tend to find people with, you know, more children, but you tend to find if they're not middle management, they're small business owners. And they're earning some good money. So even though they're renting now, in time they'll buy their own place. But what they do need is somewhere to park, if they're a tradie, somewhere to park a trailer, somewhere to park their work vehicle and equipment. Really important. And a lot of those people love outdoor lifestyle. So they'll often have campers and caravans and other things. Um, And they tend to stay for quite a long time. So in those areas, you'll have people who want to be there four, five, six years uh, or longer. And that tends to be because uh, they want their kids to be in the area through their schooling years. Um, I've had some clients I've dealt with, you know, which have been in the same place for over 20 years, and that was for the duration um, of their kids' schooling. Um, If you're a smart investor, you will think about where the good schools are and who you want to target. Makes perfect sense. Now, Peter, you've been in the uh, property sphere and the property game for a long time. What's been your best experience in property? Uh, we have a, a good mutual friend, uh, Kate Bakos, and in, I think it was Seddon, there was a deceased estate that came to us that they tried to off-market and couldn't get a million for it. And so it was a period home. I think it was 20s, 1920s or something or other. So it was sort of all there, but it wasn't looking too pretty. So we did a full makeover of that property. We were almost three months on it. And anyway, went to market, went to auction. It went for 528 grand over what they thought it was going to go. It was insane. And... The couple bidding on it, so there's two couples left. One of them were bidding like crazy. They rejected it at a million dollars because they couldn't see it for what it was. Uh, It was just outstanding. But what made me choke up, and I do do choke up, was the siblings of the lady who passed away. They were a very close-knit family. One of them said, now I can retire. And it meant so much to her. And you could just tell that this place selling and selling well meant that they honoured their sister's memory and it was such a meaningful change of life for them. It was just one of those experiences, Peter, that I absolutely love. I think this is um, yep. it's an important point, isn't it, Peter, that sometimes this gets lost in a lot of the um, reporting on property when people are reporting statistics and numbers, but what gets lost, I think, is the human element and 
as you know, as somebody who presents homes for sale, the family selling has had often years of memories that have built up with their family in that property and the, the new buyer is looking for a place to create new memories. And I think that's that's why um, it is kind of a unique asset class. Um, you know, it's not it's not just um, purely you know, investors trying to make money. There's you know it's, it, there's there's very much a human element to the whole thing. And um, as you said, I think some of the the best experiences you can have with somebody who works in the industry is seeing uh, families buy their dream home or you know pass it on to the next buyer. And um, yeah, so it's a great story. And thank you for for sharing. So um, Peter, if people want to find out more about presenting homes Australia and what you guys do, uh, where should they go for more to find out um, further details? Okay, so you can go to the net. So you can go www.rentsellbuymove.com.au. So it's www.rentsellbuymove.com.au. Um, if you want to call, it's 039060 9222. That's 039060 You can email me on peter at au, Or if you can look up my long name, so go into show notes, you'll see how long my name is, you'll find <laughs> me on socials under Rentsell by Move, my personal name, or Presenting Homes Australia. I do love, I have people touch base all the time. So if you're a property investor or want to be a property investor and you want me to have a look at your home just to see what I think, very happy to come out and do an audit. It doesn't cost anything. I'll be honest with you, Pete. Um, I get the privilege of sharing and speaking with people and sharing in their dreams. It is honestly the greatest privilege in the whole entire world and so whether you're an investor whether you're a, a vendor wanting to sell or you've got a, you're a homeowner wanting to do something and make it just that bit more special happy to do it fabulous i have to make sure that we uh, spell your surname correctly now you've uh, referred people to the show notes so so peter thank you so much for joining and uh Really appreciate your insights and look forward to catching up for a coffee again sometime soon. Look forward for it, Pete. You have a fantastic day. Cheers. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for listening to Pete's Property Podcast, powered by Buyers Buyers. Don't forget to subscribe and join us next time as Pete chats all things property with a new guest. And just a reminder that the information provided in this podcast is general advice only and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation or needs. You should always consult a licensed professional to discuss your individual personal circumstances.